All right, here we go with the news. We're going to change. We're going to change things around a little bit. We're going to start doing the news on Thursdays. So this is going to be for the twelfth or the fifth of December. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving, and uh, let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right, here we go. What a weird, weird world we live in. So here we go. Love's travel stop in St. Louis on Thanksgiving Day. On Thanksgiving Day of all of all times, some shooter walked in to the you know to the Love stop. I don't know if he was a driver. Not doesn't say here. And shot two people. Shot one guy in the head. Happy Thanksgiving. You know, why would you do that? What would what would inspire somebody to do that? So that's the loves in St. Louis. And that was on Thanksgiving Day. Why would they do it? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think it's crazy. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. People are crazy. You know, just, I don't get it. On an even crazier note, well, not crazier, but strange note, uh, yeah, this is just so bizarre. On November 30th, all right, the California Highway Patrol received calls about motorists playing on the runway truck ramp on a southbound I-15 in Cajon Pass. All right. When the cops got there, they found a dozen uh, passenger vehicles pulled over near the ramp and 12 people playing in the snow. I don't know. It doesn't say if they knew each other or not, you know, any of these people. But in the photo, I'll see if I can use this photo in, this, in the show notes. It shows all these people playing on this ramp. And it just, this is literally just one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. And they got the truck ramp, you know, blocked off. But, you know, to, to the CHP's credit, you know, I'm not always a big fan of them. But to their credit, this is what the CHP put out their notice. They wrote, I know this picture and several others like this were floating around over the past few days. When a driver has to make a decision to use the runaway ramp, things have gone so wrong they are now making a decision that will risk their life, their truck, and their livelihood. Oh, and, you know, to save others, the people ahead of them. These ramps are not play zones or rest areas. Please keep them clear and available for intended purposes. You know what? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, this CHP couldn't be more spun out with that one. I just don't get it. You know, it's just a just a really bizarre thing. All right, let's move on. Now that the trucking news is just great for the holidays. Nothing exciting. Let's see. It's all bad stuff this week. Female trainee sues, sues trucking company, alleging driver held her hostage, sexually harassed her, and abused her. Wow, that's insane. Apparently, this is against prime trucking. 
It says here, a 31-year-old woman training to be a cross-country cargo trucker claims her supervisor held her hostage in the cab of the truck, sexually harassed her, and molested her for nearly a month with the most egregious allocations occurring in Oregon in November 2018. She filed a civil rights lawsuit Monday against the trucking company Prime and the driver seeking more than $11 million in economic compensation and punitive damages. She was trapped in a truck cab for weeks with this guy and terrorized, said her lawyer. The suit alleges that the Missouri-based trucking company had an obligation to keep the driver trainees safe, but failed to do so. Ooh. This is just... Uh, really bizarre it says traveling at highway speeds forced to live work eat and sleep in the same cramped boxy cab as her harasser and far from home without friends or support the plaintiff was repeatedly uh, molested groped proposition tormented demeaned harassed by the man assigned by the new prime as her trainer and supervisor the suit says this was not an isolated incident. New Prime has, was on notice that dri male drivers had on several previous occasions similar, similarly harassed and assaulted female drivers. You know, th this this is just, I don't know if this is true or not. You know, obviously it could. Um, it says here, the company removed the woman from the truck on November 24th last year, and she left the company that month after traveling around 2,000 miles and about 1,000 miles short of what she needed to become a full-time driver herself, according to the lawsuit. Well, she was in the truck for a month. She only went like 2,000 miles. Uh, what kind of training was she getting? So, I, you know, I don't know. If this is actually true, then this is some really evil stuff. But if it isn't true, it's some evil stuff too, because you know, this may be someone looking for a payday. It's not for me to judge. Honestly, I don't know. But I just think it's insane. Who would do that? It's just so bizarre. Uh you know, I just I don't I don't think most guys would, to be honest with you. I really don't. But that's just me talking and I wasn't there, so I can't say. You know, it's hard to say. Uh, crazy. All right, let's move on. If you were a member of AutoZone's rewards program in California and had a $20 reward or reward credit for a purchase of over $20 expire, a class action settlement may affect your rights. All right. So basically, well, there's more, no more to say about that. So just look up, you know, just Google AutoZone uh, reward or class action suit, and it should pop right up. I'm not even going to bother putting it in the show notes. I don't see a link here, but I'm sure you'll find it if you Google it. Uh, if it had an expiration date, I don't know what the big deal would be. All right, let's move on. We're into the car news, by the way. Do people actually buy giant car bows like the ones in the television commercials? You know, the holidays, they put the big bow in a car and they walk out for all the commercials. Well, Car, car Bow Store is a family-owned company headquartered in Warmester, PA, that has built a business of manufacturing big bows. Founded in 2009, Car Bow Store sells mostly to car manufacturers and dealerships that use them as a marketing tool during the holiday season. So, yeah, apparently so. Yeah, it says here, Rudolph added, people love the feeling of opening a gift rack present because it's nearly impossible to wrap a car in some other large gift. A big bow is the best way to top it off. All right, that makes sense to me. So if you want to you want to get a big bow for your car, check out uh, Car Bow Store. Let's let's look how much they cost. That's not a paid ad, by the way. I just saw it. Looks here, the thirty inch car bows are like thirty five bucks. Uh, Twenty two inch are like thirty bucks. Uh, 
30 inch is 35. Uh, 30 inch red velvet carbo is 48. So they range from like 30 to, let's see, oh, to 99. What did, why is this one so expensive? Uh, the most expensive, most are in the 30 to $50 range. This one is 36 inch velvet windshield carbo, carbo, carbo. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's, I don't know, 100 bucks. Oh, geez. I don't know. By the time I bought the car, I don't know if I'd have any money. So anyway, that's kind of cool. So if you're buying your loved one a car, I don't know, go check these guys out. Uh, just look up Carbo Store. You know, it should pop right up. I'm not going to put the link in the show notes. Uh, let's see. Free and less sold, the new online auto auction house for the modern enthusiasts. So it looks like there's a new auto auction place. Uh, let's see. Developed by Andy Lively Hall and Carlisle Auctions. The consignment arm of Carlisle Events. So just look up Carlisle Events. Basically, I guess you post your stuff there. Uh, let's see. Awesome Joe Auctions is an online auction house that offers a collection of modified motorsports, classic, exotic, and other commodity auto cars for sale, racers, and hobbyists. It offers buyers and sellers alike a streamlined experience while ensuring the safety of online transactions. So I guess if you go to Awesome Joe Auctions and they're partnered with Carlisle Auctions, uh, whatever you post there, it's free unless, unless it's sold. So go check it out. I must have saved that for a reason. I don't know what I was thinking when I saved that one. And let's see, what else do we got here for car news? Oh, I'm kind of behind because of the weather. Or the, uh, you know, the holidays, they kind of put me behind, you know. So uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, moving on, dramatic pause. And let's see. Delay, 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 delay. Pause, pause, pause. Oh, this one's kind of interesting. New Cannonball Run record set with 27-hour, 25-minute cross-country drive. The new uh, New York to L.A. Cannonball record. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, they got a camera on top. Or I wonder if that's a super radar. Huh, I can't. Can't really tell from the photo. It says, although it can't legally be recorded as a record, unofficially this team completely blew past the record for the cannonball run out of the water. They drove across the U.S. in 27 hours and 25 minutes. Cross-country drivers Arne Toma and Doug Tebbett headed up the team responsible for the record. They met up with spotter Berkeley Chaddock and left to New York City just after midnight on November 10th at a modified 2015 Mercedes-Benz. All through... Uh, badging was removed. The car was tuned to 700 horsepower and a fuel tank in the, uh, in a fuel cell in the tank for extended range was installed. Wow, 700 horsepower. That's nice. The two set out to break the previous record of 28 hours and 50 minutes set by Ed, Dave Black, and Dave, Dan Huang in 2013. The average speed of their trip was 103 miles an hour with a top speed of 193 miles per hour. How is that possible? Yeah, I wonder about that myself. Toman added a variety of electronic law enforcement countermeasures. These included radar detectors, laser jammers, police scanner, and a thermal imaging camera mounted to a gimbal on the roof to look for police cars roadside. Oh, that's what I was, that's a thermal image. Oh, that's kind of neat. They also had the help of the app Waves and 18 scout vehicles at various points along the way to check for speed traps. Well, you know, 
what kind of money do you got that you could get 18 scout vehicles running ahead of you? They followed the northern route uh, along I-80, 76, 70, and 15 for most of the 20, 25 miles. Anyone who's done it realizes how safely it can be done, Toman says. We're not passing on the shoulder. We're not going to negatively affect anybody on the road. Drawing attention just gets you called to the police. You know what? If you're averaging 103 miles an hour with a top speed of 193 miles an hour, I would imagine people are going to notice you cruising down the street. Wow. I'm kind of surprised at their route. You know, 80 to 76 to 70 to 15. That's kind of surprising to me. I would have guessed, well, you know, because if you're going to 15 and you're going to LA, then you got to go through Vegas. And that's kind of a slowdown. I would have thought, uh, you know, even like it's about 76 miles farther. Uh, they would have worked their way down to the 40 because it's nice and flat and they could really haul ass down there. Or maybe even, I guess, going down to the 10 would be too many miles. I don't know. That's pretty crazy. 103 miles an hour across the country. You know what? I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't think my wife would let me. I think she would get kind of mad. And you know what? I don't think I can handle going 193 miles an hour. I think I'd be more than a little scared. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to pass on that one. Let's see. Canadian, let's move on to railroad since that's all we got for cars. Canadian uh, Pacific sets new record for monthly grain movements. Let's see here. More CP carloads of grain unloaded at the Port of Thunder Bay during yeah, you know, what a what a great name, Port of Thunder Bay. During the week of November twenty-eighteenth uh, to the twenty-fourth than any prior week. Uh wow, how much did they do? Uh they unloaded a record twenty two hundred and sixteen cars during that week, surpassing the previous record of twenty one forty-four the year before. Wow, that's amazing. You know, that's a that's a lot of it's a lot of grain. You know, I wonder what they, it's a lot of bread. You gonna make bread with that, guys? Hmm, I wonder where it was all going to. All right, let's move on. Uh, the Old Town Model Railroad Depot is remaining open during new ownership. All right, I've never been here, so I have to go just strictly by the press release, and there isn't a photo here, unfortunately. Uh, in San Diego, the Old Town Model Railroad and Depot, a modern railroad museum. A model railroad museum based in San Diego's historic Old Town District will remain open under new ownership. The depot, which was founded in 2014 by Kerry H- Hickok, was scheduled to close November 30th, one one month prior to the anticipated closing. Oh, let's see. They acquired the depot, renewed the lease, and are keeping the depot open. That doesn't say how much they paid for it. Uh, I fell in love with him. Okay. In September 2019, Lizard Menzavi visited the depot for the first time with her two-year-old son, Miles. They fell in love with the museum and were upset to find that it was soon to close. They couldn't bear to see it disappear. A few weeks later, they found themselves in possession of the keys to one of San Diego's hidden gems with big plans for the depot's future. A visit to the Old Town Model Railroad Depot will take you back in time to the 50s, where various trains travel over 2,000-square-foot custom-built layout. The highlight is a city at night, including over 100 buildings with lights and flashing neon signs, a ballpark, zoo, depot, industrial district, and even a working drive-in movie theater. Continuing on your journey, you will pass a large farm, quaint, you know, so basically they did this thing up. I'd love to see this place. I went to the, every year in Milwaukee, they have the, 
the model railroad thing and it's in November. I didn't get to go this year because I had to work. And uh, one of the favorite things I had was the drive-in movie theater. And what they did was they took one of those DVD players, you know, the tiny DVD players, because it was just about the right scale. And they hacked it and the guy put it in the display and then he built the theater around it, the screen. And then he played the movie that way. And it was, it looked just phenomenal. You know, it was just amazing. I don't remember what scale it was, probably HO, but I I personally am an O guy. I like the O scale. Uh, the finer detail, the smaller stuff. I just, I can't see that stuff anymore anyway as I'm getting older. But I really like the O gauge. You know, the big stuff you can really grab onto. G scale is a little too big. And there's no, I don't have any room for that something that big. But I just love that stuff. So that's pretty much all we got to. Oh, wait, let's go to. Wait, I forgot to look at press releases. I know I saved something there. All right, Rails to Trails cons Conservancy. <laughs> conservancy. Conservance. Conservation. See, you know, I got to work on my wording, apparently. First day with English. Uh, releases latest research on net, ec net economic impact of trails in Wisconsin during ceremony for 2019 Rail Trail Champion Award. So basically what it comes down to is, uh, you know, they're saying that, you know, you know, this is dated December 3rd, Milwaukee. In a city that is the center point of the route of Badger, southwestern Wisconsin, 700-mile landmark regional trail network, and a Rails to Trails uh, Conservancy Trail Nation project, Rails to Trails today released the latest data about the health and economic benefits that the trails delivered to the state. So basically what it comes down to is over the last few years, they've taken a lot of the old abandoned rails and they've turned them into trails and... You know, they've done this over the whole country. And apparently it's it's good for the economy. It's good for people. Gets people out and, and doing the environment. So Rails to Trails, we salute you. We think you're doing a great job. So that's pretty much it. Don't forget, get your packages out there. Pretty soon you're going to, if you're going to mail something, especially overseas to the troops, you know, that deadline's coming up. You know, you're going to want to get out there and get going on that. Because pretty soon you're not going to be able to. Uh, holidays are coming up I don't know what what days or what when I'm working uh, I gotta get ready for work I'm leaving Thursday tomorrow morning got Wednesday off I got in last night actually got in today and I'm leaving out tonight it's uh, just the holidays messed up the travel got things going but I did drop the run last week I was home for Thanksgiving that was cool my son came over he brought his son my grandson and he's like five months old so that yeah, was pretty cool you know he uh doesn't cry just sits there and laughs and smiles a lot and you know it's it just i don't know it just does something for me so it was a pretty exciting you know holiday uh quite honestly looking forward to thanksgiving or christmas but i'll be glad once the you know the holidays are over and then things get back to normal you know and then we get back to our regular routine so that's kind of what i'm looking for but I don't know, you know, it's just that time of year. I still, I'm still tripping out on these people that are playing on the runaway truck ramp. You imagine you're going down Cajon Pass on the 15 in California, and you lose your brakes, and you got to hit that thing, and there's a bunch of people sledding down because that's what they were doing. They're sledding down the hill, they're sledding down this thing, and you got to hit this thing. Oh my God, I couldn't even imagine. What would you, you know, what would you do, you know? You know, I, I just don't get it. It's just, you know, it's just insane. Uh, 
Oh, here's what I missed some stuff here. Uh, CVSA warns truckers no soft enforcement for D, uh, e, uh, ELDs, the deadline. So starting des December 17th, all motor carriers and drivers subject to use department transit, you know, they got to start using the ELD. Been using it for a while. Actually, I found that most of the cops are like, they don't even want to deal with it because there's so many different brands of ELD that it's just annoying to them. And quite honestly, I don't blame them. So that's December 17th. No, no soft release there. And we got one more story. Let's add this in. Oh, this is really stupid. Oh my God, this is really stupid. Uh, police, truck driver suspected of trying to beat a train caused 15 car derailment. Colorado police say that they suspect that a major train derailment was caused by a truck driver attempting to beat a train across the tracks. The crash occurred around 5.30 a.m. on Wednesday, December 4th, south of Platteville, Colorado. Authorities say that a Union Pacific train was hauling freight to Salt Lake City when it was collided with a train at County, County Road 30 and Highway 85. Wow, that's a pretty big mess. The crash caused at least 15 cars to, to derail and two engines. Some of the derailed cars came to a stop in the northbound lanes of the Highway 85. The truck driver suffered only minor injuries. Nobody was hurt. Wow, that's insane. Uh, speaking of Colorado insanity, I go to my terminal in Denver, and I have to cross, was it four or five tracks? In a very wide stretch, in a very short period of time, with a high-speed commuter trail and a freight train to go across this thing. Not a big fan of this, especially when you got hazmat. Because you got hazmat, you got to stop within I think it's 25 or 50 feet before you get to the to the tracks, and then you got to cross. So when you're crossing, you're at your slowest, and the light isn't very long. Ugh. I try to get across that thing as fast as I can. If you don't stop for the hazmat, you're going to get a pretty big ticket. So, anyway, that's all I got. You can hear the outro music. I hope everybody has a wonderful holidays. Try to stay warm. I know that we got some bad weather out there, so just be careful. Winter's not going to last forever. Hopefully it'll be going soon. So, all right. I'll be back probably later in the week. Have a good one, drivers. Bye.